Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. I can't find no more. I can't find no more. Army, for the second year, has won it. To the winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force Falcons. Episode of the Against All Enemies podcast. Uh, the whole crew is here. This is our. It's probably been our what a month since we've done a podcast at this point. Maybe longer. I don't even know. It's been a while. Um, we had one recorded prior to all spring sports being shut down um, about a day or so before we were going to release that podcast. But uh, obviously, just like everything else, um, things are much different right now uh, in the midst of everything going on. But Figure we we jump on and hopefully uh, bring some positivity, talk about some service academy athletics, maybe reminisce a little bit, um, but just checking in with everybody. How, how's everybody doing? Austin, how you doing? Good, man. Trying to get through everything here. Uh, work is very different, but at home with family a I've lot. Seen your videos. What's that? I've seen your videos making up random games and such. To yeah, work. To spur on some volleyball competition. I've, I've We're trying to uh, be creative and stay engaged with our members and trying to keep our athletes in shape. So trying to combine a bunch of different things every day. We're sending out different videos, some of them just to yeah. our own uh, members. And also some of them are trying to be like social media challenges just to stay active, you know? Yeah. So you and Coach Ken are doing the same thing right now, <laughs> one and the same. One and the same. No, this is really cool. So I don't know uh, if people don't really know what I what I do. I'm a full time youth volleyball coach, and I'm the event and tournament director, which actually is a lot of work. We usually run tournaments like every other weekend or so, uh, anywhere from sixty teams to about one hundred and forty teams. And obviously, there's no need for that right now. And uh, so there's about six full time coaches, seven full time staff here that try to. Uh, put all the planning and organization of all that together so right now we're not practicing we can't do private lessons we can't do camps we can't do positional training can't do tournaments so it's really tough to try to figure out how to stay engaged so we've created little we call them volleyball iq exams so every other day we kind of give them uh, videos that we put together and ask them questions and talk about different techniques and skills and then the other day we alternate that with physical fitness uh, workouts, which are about 20 to 30 minutes in length. So we're trying to stay engaged with them, whether it's physically or uh, mentally, for about 20 to 30 minutes every day through this, uh, as much as we can anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I can't count. I mean, whether it's me reading Navy stuff or Army stuff or Clemson stuff, like you read every – I mean, you, you literally sound like every head football coach right now. That, you know, like that's pretty much what everybody's doing, right? Like they're doing some recruiting as they can, but they can't really – and just trying to have virtual staff meetings and keep the players engaged, strength coaches coming up with workouts that don't involve weights because not everybody can yeah. get to a gym because a lot of gyms Same are closed, us, yeah. right? So all body weight stuff, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy for sure. So have y'all, do y'all have a, right now as far as tournaments and stuff canceled, like how far out have y'all so canceled stuff? We put our plan A together a week or two ago, which is the most optimistic plan that we could put uh, on paper. There's nationals is still scheduled to occur like the first week of July. So that's pretty much the end of our thought process for a schedule. Usually in May and June, it's a little slow because if you don't qualify for nationals and, you know, uh, 95% or more, 99% of teams do not qualify. So your seasons usually end before that, unless they're participating in like AU nationals or whatever. So most people end their season like in late April, typically. Uh, so we have, pushed all of our tournaments to the right where basically this was our plan a optimistic plan was we were going to try to host a tournament on may 9th uh, and then pretty much every weekend after that through about mid-june but you know every every day that becomes a taller task and a, a greater uncertainty um but you know it'd be great even if we could get a couple of those in at the end but then what does that look like when we've got 
a hundred teams in a facility and a thousand or two thousand spectators in one facility like that doesn't really seem like people are going to want to do that nor is that safe you know even in june or july so very interesting dynamic for us and, and, and what we do and trying to figure out um, how to be able to provide the training and the competition, you know, through this time. It's tough. Yeah. And we'll, we can maybe talk about this. We kind of brought this up before you jumped on as just possible topics of conversation because we don't really have a schedule or plan for, for this podcast. But, you know, Kirk Herbstreit's come out and said he would be shocked if college football happened this season. Um, Brian Kelly came out over the weekend and said he kind of put a, a doomsday clock on the season of saying if we can't get players back and and conditioning and practicing by July 1st, it's not safe. That This is without even thinking about fans in the stadiums or anything like that from a player perspective. There's not enough time to get them conditioned for a game and practice and stuff if they don't start by July 1st. And so you start thinking about some of that and the, the fact that we may not even have college football, you know, come in the fall. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to, to think about and what that would do to 90 plus percent of the athletic departments, you know, in division one. Um, so maybe something we can explore in a few minutes. Kayla, how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, definitely. I've been working from home for the past two, two and a half weeks now, which is interesting. Um, I like it because I can like, walk around every like now and again and like my pantry is a couple <laughs> steps away but other than that it's it's definitely tough obviously um being like a full-time reporter on the news side it's like every five seconds there's something happening um but trying to also like communicate with the team through like virtual stuff and that's a big challenge and then my drill for the national guard which was supposed to be um this upcoming weekend obviously is canceled and we're doing virtual drill which has never been something i've done (laughs) never well for me it's different because i'm like this i've never in seven years i've never had a drill that's been virtual um but basically it's that's code for me taking a lot of online classes um and checking in to make sure that i'm doing those um which has been cool i actually started a couple um like online courses that they shipped out to us. Some of them are FEMA related. So it's like crisis management, emergency management, stuff like that. So some kind of cool stuff you can get, you know, I can have a certification now. Um, So that's interesting. For mobilization? Not yet. So we have gotten like comms just generally just like stay ready. Like here's the letter in case it does happen. There have been some units in um, Virginia that have gotten mobilized. Um, I think if I was still in an engineering unit and not aviation, there's a better chance just because of the the nature of the job. Um, I've got some friends in other states have been mobilized. So that's been just also trying to pay attention to that news and kind of just like where my head is at and kind of being prepared if that happens is, is something I'm thinking about. Um, and if it happens, you know, that that's cool. It's kind of, it's part of the gig, you know, to help the community. It is cool to see um, other states and just how they've been able to contribute with like testing sites and how like a bunch of engineers has pretty much transformed an entire like center in New York into a mobile hospital. So that's been pretty cool. So it's, it's cool to be a part of that. Um, Army has suspended the new, ACFT, so our new PT test that everybody has been griping about, which is crazy. Um, but I'm not going to start up training for it because it's it would very much be like an army thing for them to suspend it and then like in two months be like, okay, we got to take it. <laughs> so yeah. I have transformed my balcony into a mobile gym. <laughs> um, I got some resistance bands. I got some sandbags. And I have a jumper rope, so we're going to make it work. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, adjusting as, as we see fit and just, like, every day is something different. So just try to stay positive and just, like, do what you can with what you have, so. Yeah, there's definitely that part of me that's, like, when you talk about, like, the cool part of seeing some of the National Guard units, you know, being involved and the comfort, obviously, of going up to New York. And yeah. I've, I've landed on that ship, you know several times and our squadron had multiple detachments on the comfort and the mercy and, you know, did hurricane Sandy relief and, um, stuff like that. And, and part of me is like, man, that was always like my favorite part of, of, of aviation was, was that side of things when you got to do that side of things. And so part of me is like, man, I wish I was, uh, in the fight, you know, when it comes to that. So I, I understand that yeah. for sure. Scott, how are you doing? 
Uh, yeah, just uh, pretty terrible. Um, I was supposed to go to Augusta this week. Obviously, that got canceled. Yeah. Um, I realized that all I really do in my spare time when it comes to TV is watch sports, and that's gone. Right. Um, <laughs> the Bachelor had a terrible ending. Um, yep. Work is the expectations are still just as high, even though we're teleworking. And, uh, yeah, just kind of hanging on. I guess but the one nice thing now. is... I hated Tiger King. I watched one episode and I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever no, seen. And I think that no, no one no, actually likes it. You're all just bored. No one likes Tiger King. You're just bored. If this didn't happen, then Tiger King yeah. would get no shine. It wouldn't. It it's wouldn't be terrible. as much of a thing. Yeah, no. I agree. Stop. I agree. I agree. It would not near be near as much of a thing if this wasn't going on. Wow, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Not good. You guys don't like Joe. You don't feel bad for him. I in, I in all fairness, I said that I'm, I'm with I Scott. I won't, I won't you, watch. you, I, you need. I mean, we're all quarantined. This is the time to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. I guess the one thing that yeah, is kind no. of nice for me though is that um, I did. So I think I told you guys at the beginning of this year that my challenge to myself is to run at least one mile every single day for the entire year, no matter what. And um, it's been crazy because it's actually been a lot easier to do that. And so um, now with a lot more time, we've ramped that goal up a lot. Um, been knocking out some 10-milers and stuff. So um, I guess that's been kind of a positive thing. It's been easier to keep that. So That's good. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll just, we can dive. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm good too. I guess I can. That's where I'm at. But I, I think Scott's point about how much we watch sports is a, is an accurate one. I'm sure everybody has felt that, but I mean, how, you know, and, and this is a podcast about service Academy athletics. Um, and so there's obviously that we're not trying to at all go in. I mean, obviously this is absolutely necessary and it's, it's, it's part of it, but that I had the same kind of realization in, in all of that, like sports doesn't matter at the end of the day, but there is uncertainty in life regardless, right? Like things don't, things that, you, you know, there's risk and uncertainty and things are always um, up in the air, it seems like. And so when that has happened in the past, you know, a lot of us have sports to go to. I don't know if y'all have had that same kind of feeling of like it's it's an outlet or whatever. It's, it's, it's you know, you know, being able to watch the Masters, right, Scott, is, is something you kind of oh, yeah. count on as a part of your year as, as a staple that's going to be there no matter what else is going on craziness that sort of thing um i feel that for sure with sports so how are we doing on the on the no sports front <laughs> struggling <laughs> i think it's it's funny because i think for me like college football has always been like my like number one thing and in, in terms of sports just because i think going to college and, and being a fan of football team, like you have that sort of like personal connection. And especially after football season is over, you're pretty much kind of like in a standstill mode, just like waiting for spring practice. And so obviously hearing the announcement, like spring practice is canceled. And I was super excited because the military school I was going to go to, that got canceled. I was going to like come back like three days before the spring game, before army spring game. So I was like, Oh, perfect. Like I almost missed it, but I'm going to come in like, they'll be starting, you know? So not getting a chance to kind of be able to get excited about that is, you know, it, it is, it does suck, but it's, it's also interesting to think about just how much this is impacted like every industry. Um, and it's also interesting to see on the other hand, how, I mean, this is more on the professional side, but how like athletes and just sports brands and like media companies itself are like, even us now, right? Like we're talking about like, man, what are we going to talk about? Like nobody's practicing and all that stuff. So seeing, you know, like, videos of um lebron and you know and Dwayne wade and all these like professional players talk about like memories you know playing with kobe bryant or like here's what's in my shoe closet or like you know we're playing you know video video games so it's it's interesting to kind of see like almost i don't know like the human aspect of just how like on the sports front like everybody's affected and kind of like how they're still trying to like connect with fans connect with the community um, you know, seeing how Mike Buddy is like, you know, Zoom conferencing, um, you know, all of the student athletes and trying to keep in contact with them and like, hey, how's classes going? Um, I can't imagine what it would be like, one, to still be in college right now, have to do online. I mean, I've done online classes, but it's different, obviously, trying to do online classes. You're in the comfort of your own home. You're trying to keep 
up to date with, you know, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's definitely interesting to see, um, I think on the other side, how players, both on the professional side, both on the service academy, like administration side has been able to just kind of like keep the community as engaged as possible um, because it's all, you know, we're all kind of lacking and hoping, you know, like just waiting for sports to come back. Like you said, like how Scott said, uh, you know, people who aren't watching, who weren't watching Netflix before, like, all right, so maybe this is the time, like I should get into this. I literally like debated a couple other days, like maybe I should get like a PS4 because like, why not? <laughs> so like, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to, to kind of see from, um, to step back and, and look to see just how everybody's affected by it. Yeah, I mean, part of the obvious thing for me is my professional life career could change drastically um, or I could lose it through all of this. Uh, but it's crazy to think how much of my life revolves around athletics and sports in general, whether it's not even just my, my standard working hours, but all my free time. I was pretty much dedicated to that. So I had a lot more free time with my family through this, which is, I think, exciting and fun. I don't think I would ever be able to spend this much time with my son kind of also working simultaneously. So uh, kind of a blessing, I think, through all this too. Who knows how it's going to look a month, three or six months down the road. Uh, but one part I'll certainly be able to enjoy is maybe not the, the distraction and of constantly looking at sports stories or something on, on television to try to figure things out when I am home because that's not an option. I mean... Uh, now I get my excitement through reruns of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. At least I think we're on rerun stages. It might be it might be the first time we've seen a few of them. I think we're on rerun stages already. Does anybody know that? I don't. Reruns, to me, they're new because I, I didn't really watch though. beforehand. Couldn't tell you. And whenever there's a sports category, that's when I get excited, though. I'll be honest about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's certainly crazy and and i i was you know 10 years ago or so you know whatever when i first got married i was beyond like i was like no you can't talk to me on saturday and you also can't talk to me on sunday and multiple days during the week especially you know during baseball season when they're playing every day and so i've like i feel like or i felt like i've toned back to where it's like okay during football season like college football is more important to me than nfl so i'm watching like saturdays are college football but Sunday, like, I'll keep up with the NFL, I'll play fantasy, but, like, I'm not, like, you know, going crazy. But there's still things, like, back to Scott and the Masters. Like, there are things where it's, like, March Madness, the Masters, opening day for baseball, you know, watching the break. Like, there are things where it's still just, like, <laughs> this is just a regular part of my life. And, like, I don't – there is none of that. And to Austin's point, there's no real stories. Like, the, the stories out there are – all like Kayla said, like memories, reminiscing, those sorts of things right now. And so it is kind of crazy just to like completely remove that. But I think it's been good too. Like I don't, I miss sports. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like it's it it you know it is what it is. Um, and I look forward to when they come back. But until then, like I mean, honestly, if we miss college football season, like that'll suck. Mm-hmm. But it won't be the end of the world. Yeah, it's not for me. It'll be different. Oh man, I. <laughs> Yeah, so, already, I mean, so what do we think? Like, like, that's what this podcast is. We're already so talking about there's a this now in fall sports. <laughs> no, we don't have to. We can we can talk about let's talk about spring sports and we'll, we'll let's talk spring sports first. So the NCAA said today, right, that they're going to grant a blanket waiver that the schools can ad- adapt as they see fit. Essentially, you can pay a full full scholarship and tuition, or you can pay nothing for someone um, and keep them on. Essentially, giving them an extra year of eligibility. Um, but there was several teams across our three schools that we cover that were, you know, prepping for um, what looked like pretty incredible runs and seasons. And you could look at probably every school and find at least a sport like that, that fit in that category. Um, And we've done some of those senior salutes on the website, but anything stick out to you guys in particular that you're like, man, like once again, like in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's all good, but was really looking forward to seeing how X team turned out, you know, come, Patriot League tournament or Mountain West tournament um, or NCAA tournament. For me, it's Navy Navy baseball. I mean, just the start they're on with fourteen and one um, is just something. The competition level maybe not has been as as stout uh, as some other schedules out there, but to be able to win fourteen of fourteen straight, they lost the season opener. 
uh, is pretty remarkable. So it would have been fun to have seen if they could have put that run together in the Patriot League and carried it somewhere. And Army, that battle would have been fun because Army baseball was certainly challenging themselves with a much tougher schedule. Um, but I think they were below 500. But still, I think they were a very strong Patriot level, like Patriot League level team. So as always, the Army-Navy baseball series has been fun the last few years. And I think uh, this was shaping up to be no different or in some ways maybe even better than in previous years. Yeah, and they were going to play at the Citizens Bank, right, in Philly this year was the the kind of neutral site um, games that they've been doing. I mean, yeah, so I agree. That That's mine for Navy, too. Uh, I mean, lacrosse, like, I was I was excited to see kind of just how the men fared in Patriot League play, um, but not really expecting, you know, a ton in, in the first season um, with a new head coach. And then, the you know, the women, obviously, same thing. Like, I could, was ready to see them you know, match up against Loyola and, and also see them play Army and see, you know, has Army women's lacrosse gotten closer to to being in that top tier and those sorts of things, but it was definitely Navy baseball for me. I'd say it was Army women's lacrosse for me. Just kind of when I – going back and doing the senior salute and, and looking at all the women, knowing that it was such a young – you know, having such a young program. And when you look at – you know, how they were doing going on a seven game running streak and having to shorten the season literally right before going into Patriot League tournament plays is it just really sucks to think about because I'm, I can't imagine um, what, you know, some of the young women were so excited to play um, and really get into, you know, some of that heightened level of competition, especially because they were doing so well, um, you know, beating some of their opponents and, and kind of double digit scores at that point. And so for me, it was like, dang, like, once again, like, you know, going, covering the team two years, learning more about lacrosse every time, you know, writing a game story, learning more about just the team and the women in general um, and seeing the team do so well um, and then getting it cut short right before kind of sucks. But again, you can hang your hats on from kind of a third or half of a really, really good season. So, um, but also another half of that's like, well, now practice is cut short too, so it's interesting to see. But definitely, what I was going to be most excited to see develop um, in terms of Patriot League uh, tournament play, and, and exciting uh, to kind of wait and see how they were going to perform, especially against Navy. Yeah, and I think it's actually similar on the reverse from Navy baseball and Army baseball, maybe to how the season started, where Navy women's lacrosse played four ranked opponents in their first six games or whatever it was, right? And they're playing, you know, some top ten teams. Um, and maybe struggling a little bit or not, maybe not, maybe not picking up quite as many wins, but they're playing really good competition. Whereas army, not the level of competition, but they ran the table and I mean, can't, can't ask for more. They played the schedule and they once they went seven zero, and they were right at the, the cusp of Patriot league play and having made the tournament for the first time last year. And, and once again, for them, that's the story is, can they get into that top tier with Navy and Loyola? Um, and so that was going to definitely be a great matchup as well. Um, and then can't forget about the Army men, too, on lacrosse, where, you know, I think they ended up 14th in the final poll. But they also, I mean, just obliterating ranked opponents at, at first with Rutgers and UMass and had a little slip up against Maris, played Syracuse close, really should have won that game and gave it away in the fourth. Um, but but playing some really good lacrosse, too, and we're looking to make, make some noise for sure, I think, in the Patriot League. So that's another one on both sides for lacrosse for Army that – shaping up good scott you've been quiet for a while what uh what about you uh the honest answer is nothing <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i'm just being completely honest uh everybody was pretty underwhelming um can call it a down year for everybody um lacrosse team started out pretty hot with a win against duke but then we finished before the season was canceled four and three with losses to cleveland state denver and uva um, baseball kind of underwhelming, um, didn't even really get into the harder part of the schedule, much less conference play, um, and weren't doing so great. I was really, really excited last year about, um, Air Force women's tennis and for the spring season, they ended up being 10 and four, but, um, really did not show out well against number seven, Texas or number four, Florida state got blanked in both of those matches. Um, hockey still had some season left, but really on more of a down year than what Frank Saratore is used to. Um, and then really from what I could see, not much standing out in the way of national rankings and track or anything like that. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys graduated some, you know, in those kind of fringe sports, whatever you want to call them, the ones that we don't really cover that much, but like um, some of the some of the people that you guys graduated last year, right, um, in those sports that were NCAA-level individual athletes and things like that, um, yeah. for sure. So so football for you was the, is the answer then. You were looking forward to spring football. and Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say that, that none of them could have had good finishes to the season, like maybe taking a lot of those because the way, I mean, a lot of schedules are set up and our schedule set up is that in all those sports across the board, it's a lot of non-conference play and then you get into conference play. So I don't know. Anybody, I guess, could have tightened up. I think that's the point is that even though there was nothing necessarily worth putting on like a tournament like an NCAA tournament watch or anything like that it's that's what is so great about sports and that's what's so awful is that you never know if baseball came out and just played got really hot into the Mountain West tournament I mean there's so much of just good juju that comes in with playing good baseball um, that you never know who could heat it up so I mean regardless of that we were maybe not on the doorstep of any kind of national championship hopes or anything like that it's still just really awful and then as far as football goes um i mean and even just just other things like other stories that are going on around the academy so like we're currently searching for a new men's basketball coach and i know that there's been some there's been some interviews and things like that but i you have to think that just logistically that that's taking a backseat to the other things that are going on within ad as well as just the the sheer logistics of getting somebody to come out for an interview um, and, and to see the facility. I mean, you can do Skype interviews, but how serious is that going to be? So you have to think that that timeline is being pushed back a little bit. And Air Force did get a new tight ends coach in football, but it's like if when we're talking about potentially canceling the season, it's like, I mean, it's almost like I don't even want to get my hopes up. And I, I know I'm being the doom and gloom person. I'm sorry, but it's just, it's, it's really, it's really tough. And I mean, this is just from a fan perspective. Like think about what this is doing to the cadets and the athletes. And it's just, it's terrible, man. It's like a it's gonna be a lost year in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, even if I mean we can you know, once again we could have that conversation of what what if no football, but even if it is and even you know, like you think about like uh, like Navy trying to you're trying to break in a new quarterback, right? Like Malcolm Perry is gone. How do you you have no spring ball at all? And then so you lose that and then, then what? Like, you know, I mean that even things like that where it's like ah, I don't I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. The one right, here's the one thing that I will and, say. Okay. As well, just, just if you don't mind, yeah. One last thing. I mean, maybe no, yeah, as yeah, a yeah, pessimist, as as the I guess reigning pessimist in the group, um, I think potentially we could see if football does go away for this entire year, and we could potentially see a huge shakeup in the NCAA in terms of all athletics, but especially football, because this is a skill and a talent I don't think that anybody any coach has ever had to do where it's taking this team that's had a year off and managing them and seeing what the NCAA's expectations are as far as practice and restarting. So we could see a top 25 board that looks nothing like we've ever seen before. And maybe, um, I mean, the academies could even get up there because of our relatively simple systems compared to other schools. I mean, I'm just kind of dreaming out loud, but if, if we're going to talk hypotheticals, I think that that's something that we could see, maybe capitalize a year in right away. And uh, and make some magic while everybody's kind of on their heels. I don't know. I mean, even in non hypotheticals, like there's all student athletes, all athletes are used to structure, um, and doesn't matter if it's super structured, like at the academy or not. Like you're you're used to that, and now every coach in America is relying on. It's up to the players. Like they're the ones at home that have to keep in shape and stay eating right and all that kind of stuff, right? Like there's only so much you can do to uh, to provide that stuff to them when everybody's at home and they're not there in that little b- bubble of football at all Division One schools. And so even if even if we had to have a season this season, I think there is some element of that of um, it's new for all the coaches and, you know, who's got the players that are truly dedicated to the craft that are going to be doing what they have to do away from school now. Well, I, mean, I do know that Navy would retain the CIC. <laughs> so I'd rather be on that side of the, the fence. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We, when we come back, we can decide if we want to talk more doom and gloom. What if 
college football doesn't happen and what does that do? Or we could, I don't know, relive our favorite memories of Service Academy athletics. <laughs> positive vibes <laughs> back around us after this break. Yeah, man. And have some positive vibes. Yeah. Let's, all right. Austin, I will. All right. Uh, welcome back. And we left off with the uh, with the the pessimist and Scott. Um, so like like Austin said, let's try and bring some positive. Yeah, I got a question. So, I got a good question for you. Yeah. Um, it's good. So, okay, you have to join your specific academy uh, next this this upcoming fall, right? You're a junior. You've already been there for a couple of years or whatever. But you're the age that you are now. Okay, and you need. They need you to fill a varsity spot on a sport of your choice. Right? Like, I'm a football fan. I don't think my 34-year-old body wants to go play football against some 20-year-olds. I don't think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? So what is your sport of choice at your respective academy in terms of what varsity program that you would pick that you'd have to participate in the 2020-2021? That's a lot to say. 2020-2021 season. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> well, mine is not going to be swimming because um, when I was a mid, I had Patriot League Rookie of the Year David Guthman coach me for about two months, and then he literally said, "I can do nothing else with you. You are a lost cause," and he quit. So he's a nice guy too. Um, not swimming. <laughs> he is a very nice guy. I was, so that tells you how bad I was. Um. I don't know. I really like racquetball, and I think like I'm not. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not great at it, but like squash is a good choice. I was thinking tennis, so I think we're thinking around the same line. Like, I mean, I would get smoked, but I'm like, oh, at least I would get better at a skill that I could take on for the rest yeah. of my life, right? I'm. I mean, if I could spend like <laughs> from now till it still wouldn't be near enough time. So what I was about to say doesn't make sense. But like from now till, till school started. Yeah, and I, I figured that's what Scott was going to pick. I mean, that's what I, if I could choose, that's what I would do. Like I, I would play golf, but um, I wouldn't be any good. So no, man. I guess not boring at all. Um, I, part of me wants to say volleyball. So I played volleyball in high okay. school, but also I'm thinking like now my knees are not my like 17 year old knees. <laughs> Maybe they, see maybe that I think I could do volleyball. that. I could think I could do. That, this is true. I think I, I think easier on your knees. I think beach volleyball. I could, like, like you said, from now until like time to kind of like get back, like, get some peppers in, get in the power alley, like some practices. I probably I could make something shake, but that's that's probably about it. There you go. So that's the next thing. Now we need West Point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me, me, me on the regular court, and these is not. It's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, I hear that. I hear that. So I, I will say, I, not, not for like, if I could just be in an in a environment just to watch right now a sport. Um, I'm really intrigued by Navy wrestling, the Navy wrestling hire, and I actually, you know, know Coach Share pretty well from teaching at the academy um and so it was bummed to see him go but when you don't beat army you know repeatedly that's kind of what happens but carrie colat colat i don't even know how to say his name colat i guess um this guy from campbell i've watched some of his youtube videos he has about two hundred thousand followers on youtube um and because i mean this dude is i mean he's what you I, he is a motivational guy and just kind of a meathead you know um, world champion, multiple time world champion. So you mean that as a counselor? <laughs> just right. very, very intense. So I'm absolute, an absolute compliment. Like, like Jocko or somebody like that, right? Like this guy is like in your face, intense. And I just want to like be a fly on the wall um, as he takes over the Navy wrestling program and just kind of watch practice. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I mean it's intense. There's actually an interview. He just did a podcast interview three hours ago. Or just got posted. He's got a Navy shirt on. How about that? There you go. About what drove him to Navy. But, um, I mean, to, to build a program at Campbell. Bowie's um, Creek, man. That's a top 15 <laughs> program. I, I, I can't tell you, I went, on a, I went on a baseball camp uh, to, to Campbell, yeah. the Fighting Camels, in like 7th grade, 8th grade, something like that. I stopped, I stopped, got off the interstate there one time 
looking for, I think, a Chick-fil-A or something, and it was, like, way off the interstate, and I drove by, yeah. and I was like, man, this is indeed this is in the middle of nowhere. But anyways, um, he, he is intense. Um, there's there's <laughs> one on here, Kerry Colat versus Iran. So, I mean, I got – I don't know. Like, let me let me let me take the Navy wrestling coach in this USA singlet that's taking on Iran by himself at the 1999 World Cup. Let's go. <laughs> Any other questions, Austin? Any other thoughts? Well, I have tons of fun random questions. I mean, so we and I don't even know if we've ever discussed this on the podcast, but I know what my answer will be, and I'm assuming it'll be the same for you. But let's just do. And Kayla, this maybe not super fair to you because. Of not attending the service academy and kind of being in the net last couple of years of really getting into this, but I'm sure you still have some some solid memories from covering um, and getting to go to Army Navy. Maybe that's even it. But favorite, just overall off the top, favorite um, service academy sport memory um, for you. Uh, I, I mean, I know what your answer is. I know. I was trying to be like funny and think of something different, like some club volleyball <laughs> event for us when we defeated number two ranked Maryland in their own tournament. I remember that. Okay, we all, to we win all wearing those Hawaiian was, shorts or whatever. We were wearing <laughs> Hawaiian shorts. See, if I can find number. that after this video, maybe I'll, I'll post a, a, a snapshot of that or something. Yeah, we had some pretty cool shorts. And not only that, everyone on the team didn't have the same shirt. <laughs> so we all had the flower floral print shorts. But yeah, that was fun. We beat Maryland, who finished or was second in the country at the time, and uh, upset them to win a tournament, which is a big deal. But clearly, it's Navy beating uh, Notre Dame when we were in South Bend. Yeah, you want to you want to elaborate on that? I don't I don't think we've told that story on the podcast, but I could be wrong because I tell that story a lot. So uh, yeah, I forget the audience in which this discussion occurs. But I I mean, from the moment I believe Kaipo ran out of the tunnel and like found the student section and was trying to get us amped up. 30 minutes before kickoff was like we knew it was probably an hour before kickoff like we knew right you could just feel it yeah you knew it was going to happen um it took until triple overtime i can't even get over you know the ramvella sack obviously which charlie wise deciding to go for it instead of just kick the field goal to win anyway yeah. <laughs> it deserved everything because of that and then rumor being in that and that triple overtime after you think you won and then he the pass interference was called right yeah. so then it was half the distance to the goal and so it's like a walk-in <laughs> touchdown and then paul johnson said blitz all yeah. 11 of them i, I don't think those <laughs> were his exact right. words but but to keep profanity out of it yeah i mean that's essentially what he said right can you can you say a complete sentence without using his exact words no. if you're trying to keep profanity no. out of it no no you cannot but that's what he said so. i mean apparently that's in the huddle that's you know from the from the players that's what he said he said send them all blitz 11 yeah. like <laughs> what? Yeah, so something like yeah. But uh yeah, getting the getting the win and Justin and I rushed the field. He lost his shoe. Um I think we walked around South Bend, he had one shoe the rest of the night. Yep. And I remember I got chased down by a cop oh my God. back in the stands pretty quickly. I, I but Justin was brave enough to stay out there longer and with the with the players. Yeah, but you were like the first you were like the first one though, like you guys don't know, like, well, first, going back to the, the club volleyball thing. So, like, there's some there's some YouTube. We need to post some YouTube videos. There's that one of you making that crazy save that was, like, top ten best volleyball plays of all time in the history of volleyball. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, sure. Austin makes this crazy diving save, like, off I his hand. I appreciate your hyperbole. Yeah, no, it's, like, something like that. But Austin has, like, a, I don't know, what do you have, like, a 42-inch vertical? Like, you have something – you have an insane vertical – um, just from jumping so much playing volleyball, obviously, for years and years and years. So as soon as the clock so, – so the security guards lined up in front of the midshipman section as the game is winding down um, around, like, the overtime period, t- coming towards the end of regulation, and obviously as it took three overtimes, but they're standing there making a line, like, you know, holding arm, arm in arm um, to keep the mids from rushing the field. Um, at South Bend, and Austin, we're probably like literally like halfway up, maybe not halfway up, like a third of the way up in the stands from to the railing for where you had to go down from the student section down on the field. And it wasn't like a three foot drop. I mean, it was like a ten or twelve foot drop down onto the field. And Austin, like I just remember seeing as soon as I mean, like before the play was even blown dead, like 
Austin saw it happening. We blitz eleven. We're stopping. You know, we're stuffing them. Play hasn't even hasn't even blown dead. Austin takes like one hop on the bleacher in front of him and just leaps over the security guards onto the field and just rushes the field. Whereas me, I'm like struggling to get down. And so that explains why the cop got me first because I was the first one. Yeah, I mean, one. you like literally like, like get that guy like, pranced like Bambi like over the cop, and then I'm struggling to get down. And Bill the Goat comes. The mascot, Bill the Goat, comes. Um, and pulls me down out of the stands, like grabs my hands. I'm, I'm hanging. A cop's got me by the legs, uh, and I like shimmy out of oh, his, no. his hold on my legs, but I lose my shoe for my SDB, my dress shoe. <laughs> Where are the um, pictures of this? <laughs> I couldn't find Austin because by that time he's already back in the stands. Um, but I do remember getting pushed like by the security personnel back into the stands, and then like the first couple rows of the mids were kind of pushing me back, and I was just kind of in this euphoric state in the middle, like, I can't go anywhere, but we just beat Notre yeah. Dame. <laughs> and then I, I found, I mean, if, uh, I was looking for Eric Catani. He was in our company. We've obviously had him on the podcast before. Um, but found Eric and just, like, jumped into his arms and then stood next to Eric and with the entire football team and me. Like, I'm pretty sure I was maybe one of, like, two or three mids and sang blue and gold from the football, from the player's perspective looking up at the stands. Pretty, pretty cool moment for sure. Um yeah, I always good good pod good podcast. But I always have to like, say like I always have to say like like I mean that's in like my top like life moments and I, and and I always have to do like the I mean but like getting married and having a kid you know like but when I say that like, I'm kind of like half top alone. if like, they're in top three I maybe mean, Notre Dame is like literally like Candace doesn't listen to this right no, no not at all it's like up there like that's that's a top life moment for sure I mean it was that it was that cool to break that streak so anyways all right. Scott, you get a turn too. Um, I would have to say that one of the coolest mo- I see I have a lot of moments that aren't necessarily the biggest in the grand scheme of things, but just to me they were really cool. Like I would say the 2011 Air Force Navy game was really cool. Um, obviously because of how it played out, Air Force was able to get the win with a pretty crazy back and forth, but it was just I was a freshman then, and so I had to wear service dress into um, Navy Marine Corps Stadium, and like it was just a super electric atmosphere, and just the weather was, I will never, it's like one of those things, a big time where were you moment, and um, for me, and I just remember it was like dark and kind of cloudy, and it was just a really, really cool moment for me, so that was probably one of my favorite things. That 2011 game was obviously a heartbreaker on our end, but that was my first time back at the Academy um, since graduating in 09 for that game. And, <laughs> and just, yeah, I have terrible memories on the other end of that. Obviously it's, that's what it's going to be like one or the other, but that was an, an intense game for sure. Um, and then I don't know, I'm sure Austin remembers too, 2005 uh, Air Force Navy game, which would be the other way for us um, where, I don't know, that was like my first, that was it. I mean, that was kind of like the the beginning, like of like just true fandom. I feel like for for Navy football, I don't remember how many games. That was what a month into the season. It's always the first weekend in October of our freshman year. Um, Air Force came. It was bad weather, raining, misting most of the day. That was my first Reggie Campbell like same thing like fandom there. Just I remember he had a touchdown in the fourth quarter to tie the game up. But then that Joey Bullen field goal to. Uh, to win the game, but there was one second left on the, so we rushed the field again. We rushed the field, of course, Austin, myself, and our other roommates, like the first ones on the field rushing the field, and the refs are like pushing us back because they said there was one second left on the clock and they had to, whatever, let the one second run off the clock. But that was a good one too, to win on that field goal as time expired against Air Force. And because... I'm sure we've, I'm sure we've mentioned Reggie before in this podcast, but uh, I know, I think we have. I mean, the dude lived below us for like a year or two. And so we were extra careful walking around the room, like, in a big game week, because we didn't want to be loud, if we wanted to be quiet, you know? Like, directly below us. Like, his room was directly below ours. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to give him his rest. Yeah, yeah. He was in my wife's company, Mm -hmm. so got to know Reggie, you know, over the years, and super good dude. He's a P3 guy, right? So, um, Austin's world, but yeah, I mean, at the time, super... Super big fans, and it didn't didn't hurt that Sean Carney was Air Force's quarterback that year either. And you know, when you promise that you're going to Air Force because you want to 
go go four and zero against Navy, and you go zero and four. It's uh, <laughs> it made it a little bit better too. So. <laughs> Kayla, do you have a favorite memory thus far in your young fandom of Army athletics? Um, so I feel like. The obvious, obviously, well, maybe not because we lost. So I don't know if I have too many favorites of the last year. <laughs> um, obviously, interviewing Coach Munkin for the pod was a high oh, for yeah. me. That was cool. Um, that was definitely cool. Um, speaking to him um, was awesome. For some reason, I don't know if I just like love like being under pressure, but like watching and covering the army Hawaii games because of the time difference was something that I weirdly loved, like (laughs) something about like staying up super late, like literally my eyes like glued to the TV here, like in my apartment and my couch was great. And obviously the army Navy game covering it in person, um, this past December was like amazing. Like when we first were going, um, going onto the field before we went back, um, to the press box. Like I literally was like, I was texting my dad the entire time because he was so hyped. And I literally was like tearing up, like walking through like the hallway when I was seeing like all the pictures of the Eagles. I was like, oh my freaking gosh, like I can't believe I'm here. And then we got to the bottom, like it just, oh my gosh, it, it, it is like such an indescribable feeling. So for me, that that's definitely going to be um, just a moment that I think I'm going to remember just forever, just being, seeing the energy, especially like you said, like covering the team for the past couple of years, hearing about the players, being able to talk to them and then seeing it in person is obviously just like, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Um, and just that whole environment being in the press box the entire time was super nerve wracking also. But, um, like I said, part, part of the fun, part of like the whole experience, but yeah, definitely top 10, top five life experiences, uh, for, for, for me. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, and I guess, you know, kind of throw that out there, throw this out there too. Like I'm not, I've obviously told everybody on the Slack and everything, but I guess it's better now than who knows when we're going to record again, (laughs) given everything going on. Um, but obviously I've told you guys, like, I can't, I can't keep being site manager. It's just not possible with, um, with the Chick-fil-A stuff. It's just not going to be a feasible thing for me. Um, hopefully I get to, to write still, you know, still be a part of the team and write some, um, every now and then and, and jump on and do stuff as I can, but, um, things are going to get absolutely crazy here, but that'll definitely be for me, my favorite AAE against all enemies memory. You know, I think that'll be tough to beat, um, was army Navy this year, just because we had, like, we had so many people from the crew there, you know? plus the, you know, Banner Society and, and big SB Nation folks that were there, and we kind of got to show them what it's like at Army-Navy and interact with them and just, you know, having, having what, five of us there, I guess. Um, um, we didn't get to see Rocky as much because he was actually working the game, but um, that was just really cool, and, uh, and I'm definitely, I've already decided, I decided like a week ago, uh, I'm getting that picture that, that Mitch took of, uh, Malcolm Perry's touchdown where uh, I don't remember who it was now. I want to oh, slot yeah. back just throwing the deuce, throwing the deuce at the army guy. Yeah, there's, yeah. I'm, I'm getting that frame. Getting blown was up. It worn? Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting that framed <laughs> for my, for my man cave, like in a, in a, like pretty big size. Um, picture. Yeah, I thought you were going to go sentimental and say you're going to get the group photo from the right from the of us. I do, I do. Oh, it's going to be so sweet. I do, so that cool. too. I do love that picture, but. Uh, oh, okay, sure. But it's second. It was the second best picture much. of the day. It's still about the memory of the event with everybody. I just really, Close really, second. it's one of the coolest pictures, like, of Navy football that I've I've ever seen. And yeah, so no, Mitch got that. That was a good shot. I've been there. That's off to Mitch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What else? Any other? Anything else stand out for you, Austin? Any other games? Anything major? No, we gotta, we gotta spread those out. Spread them out. Beating Houston, beating Houston when Houston was number six, and being at that game was pretty cool too. That was fun. Yeah, watch the game. I wasn't there. Yeah, you were at the Memphis game though. When we beat them at the Liberty Bowl. I was. Yeah, that was that was big. By halftime, the Memphis fans were pretty much out of there. Yeah, Memphis scored early. I don't know if we were in our seats yet. Memphis had already scored because we were actually tailgating at the Grove for the Ole Miss Arkansas game and then drove up nice. for the Navy Memphis game as you should. And I think we just barely missed getting to the seats, but Memphis had scored within the first minute, I think, maybe the second or third play of the game. 
So they were on cloud nine, and then quickly, boom, they met Navy football. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. I'm trying to think of, of what else. There's, I mean, there's definitely, I'm sure, some, some others. Maybe that's the thing. Tweet us. Let us know. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us your uh, your favorite memories of these different sporting events. Yeah, I mean, my- also tell us what you guys want us to, to write. Stories you want us to share. Who you want us to interview. We'll reach out to people. Um, I think it's more of a time now that we should be able to get like in depth and actually have some good stories, uh, rather than maybe just kind of like the normal stuff we go through. So maybe we won't be able to produce as much content, but maybe it'll be different and more thorough. That'd be fun. Yeah, I would be remiss though if I didn't finish by saying on the the memories thing of saying um, when I got to be the officer rep for Navy women's basketball and just that's the only that's the only moment I can think of in which like I have openly wept, you know, being in the locker room <coughs> at a Navy sporting event um, after we came back in the semifinals um, of the Patriot League tournament to beat Army for the third time that season on um, a buzzer. It wasn't buzzer beating, but on a almost buzzer beating three by Sarita Condi um, to go to the finals against Bucknell that year, and the team had been through a lot, and it was just it was a really 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 cool moment. So that one was a lot of fun too. But yeah, I mean, hit us up. Let yeah. us know. Let us know what we should be writing about while all this is going on. We're we're open for suggestions. We'll probably do some of those fun top ten moments and um, maybe maybe watch. I know Navy Athletics have been posting a lot of old games and stuff. I think that'd be kind of fun just to like watch, like actually watch like the 1926 Army Navy game or whatever it is, and just yeah, I don't know, get get some. Like you got access to the 1926 games? I think it was like on YouTube. There's some really old ones in there. It's not all like video. I mean, there's you know somebody's got an archive. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Navy Athletics have been posting those like these old games. I know yeah. 1940 was on there. Um, 1926 was kind of a joke. I don't remember the actual years, but they were <laughs> there were some really old games. Um, but I mean, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool to 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 look at. Um, I don't know. Yeah, let us know what you guys want to want to hear and what else you guys want to talk about tonight. Anything? We're good. Keep this one a little bit shorter. Still at, almost at an hour, but yeah, we always say that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Really. We don't have much to talk about. We're not gonna let Scott talk anymore though, because we're gonna keep it positive. Well, it was really good talking with all of you. Um, this probably maybe this episode is more for the four of us than it is for anybody that would actually listen to it, just to be able to talk about <laughs> sports a little bit and see everybody and uh, everybody stay safe and we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon. Congratulations to the Navy Midshipmen. Winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force Falcons. Now, the United States, we are-